Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello, and welcome back to Lattes and Lifting Podcast. Um, Today I'm recording a solo episode. Uh, because as much as you like to hear from both of us, sometimes we each have uh, things to say that would be better just one of us. So you're going to hear other ones from just Jill, and I'm sure this won't be the last one. And this might turn into a little bit of a rant. We'll see. Uh, But I wanted to cover some of the absolute BS advice given to pregnant and postpartum women. So buckle up. Here we go. I first want to start by saying that the old rules, rules in quotation marks, of watching your heart rate and monitoring your temperature are just not good enough. Uh, Also, what's not good enough is just do what you've always done or listen to your body. We know that if you don't know what you're listening for, listening to your body literally falls on deaf ears. Um, What we need to give people is uh, we need to give them guidance and advice to uh, shift their goals, their expectations. Uh, We need to be able to give modifications. We need to be able to ask the right questions when we're training somebody who is pregnant or postpartum. Um, So that said, we're going to start with pregnancy. And when you're pregnant, It doesn't mean that you're broken or you can't do anything unless you are high risk and your doctor has told you specific things. You can pretty much do a lot of the same things you used to do with a few modifications and some expectation management. That is 90% of training a pregnant person is expectation management. Uh, That said, you're not invincible you're also not fragile. I love that line. We have to find that middle ground somewhere. And having a coach with an education is going to help you figure that out. Um, The other thing is that you'll have to navigate people with zero education sharing their opinions. And I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but just because you've had a baby or you know somebody who's had a baby uh, you that does not make you an expert in uh, pregnancy. Um, just like having a cold doesn't make you a doctor. Um, it's there's a lot more to it than people think. Uh, there's a lot of anatomy understanding, and there's just a lot of um, little things that even when I did, you know, early general personal training courses, we weren't given this kind of information. It's just not something that's offered, and um, having courses uh, upon courses and just experience really goes a long way in this field. So um, I would say if you're, people are going to give you advice, whether you ask for it or not, you need to take this advice with an absolute grain of salt. It can even come from healthcare providers, which is really scary in my opinion. Uh, But a lot of times those people have a bias factor related to um, an experience that they went through, that their partner went through, somebody they know. So unless they can remove themselves from that bias, 
um, their experience doesn't have to be yours. Say that again. Someone else's biased experience does not have to be yours. You get to create your own pregnancy story. You get to decide what is right for you and your child. And, um, you know, with your together with your spouse or your partner, um, you're the only people's opinions who really matter. Okay. So basically it would be irresponsible of me to give you specific modifications um, and things like that. But I can tell you is that while we can't prevent certain things from happening, I know you'll see ads for preventing diastasis or prevent pelvic floor symptoms or guarantee that you'll bounce back quickly. Um, that absolutely we cannot do that. Um, it would be very irresponsible of me to say any of those things. That is marketing 100%. What we can do is we can prepare your core and your pelvic floor for birth with some modifications. So we can modify the volume of exercise. So um, how many reps you're doing, um, how many times a week you're working out, the length of your workouts. We can modify the intensity. So we can make things a little more heart rate, a little less heart rate. Um, just modify that workload there. We can modify the actual load. So how much weight you're lifting. Uh, we can modify the position of that load. So uh, like a push-up versus a floor press. So um, both of those would be great for upper body building, but one of them requires a lot more full body work than the other. One of them's laying on your back. You're nice and supported. Uh, the other one is in more of a plank position. Um, the other thing that changes is just positions you're able to get into as you get bigger. Inevitably, that is going to happen. And um, sometimes we just need to change the exercise completely because it just doesn't work for you anymore. Um, the other thing we can change things on is just, uh, you know, how things are feeling. So while preparing your core and pelvic floor is important, um, you know what? Doing core specific work might not feel very good. You might have some round ligament pain. Other things might be going on, pressure management, and it might just not be the best thing for you at the time. So we can just do other things. Uh, it really all depends on who it is and what's going on. Um, the other thing is that, again, we can be that guide through these changes and really reiterate that we need to be honoring your body and um, just honoring that it's a time of change and a time of growth and not a time for weight loss or PRs. Now, sometimes things like that just happen. Uh, I would say more often than not, it doesn't. And we just move into a really long maintenance phase and that's okay. Um, but sometimes we have to adjust that mindset, especially for you athletes. Um, so moving through uh, pregnancy, now we're into, uh, you know, postpartum. So uh, bouncing back, you know, the expectation of getting your body back or, uh, just go back to what you used to do is, first of all, that would be very irresponsible. There's a lot of healing that needs to happen. And often, you know, you go and see your doc at six weeks and they just tell you to, yep, just go back to what you did, start running again, all that kind of stuff. And unless you see a pelvic floor physical therapist, which by the way, I always recommend, um, we don't know what's going on inside. I can't tell you that. Uh, so 
Um, I always recommend that you do see a pelvic floor physio and um, get a better idea of what's happened inside. And then we can get, um, we can just move forward safely. We're always going to start with retraining that core, the breathing connection. Um, you might end up doing some of the same exercises that you ended up doing at the end of your pregnancy, but that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? To start kind of where, um, maybe not where you left off, but similar to where you left off. We might be taking extra breaks. We might be doing more things laying down than standing up uh, because, you know, the first few weeks and even months of being a new mom, it's about rest and it's about recovery. It's not about getting your body back. And there's no timeline on that. There's absolutely not. Um, so beyond that, um, you know, the first few months are going to be important. And I will put in a plug in here for Empower Fit Sure Park. We are a studio that focuses on moms and postpartum fitness. Uh, not, that's not to say we don't do pregnant moms or non-moms too, but that is our bread and butter is to help women who are postpartum um, find their best selves and do it safely. Uh, so I would recommend finding somewhere, if you're not local, um, someone who is qualified, who can help you. And if you are looking for people, I do have a list of resources depending on your location or who offer virtual coaching, things like that. Um, and there isn't a like, do this, don't do that list because everybody is so different. And I know Jill and I always say like, it depends, but it truly, truly does. You might be somebody who has no pelvic floor symptoms. You had a really easy delivery and things are going really well until all of a sudden they're not. And that can happen a few months after birth. That can happen a year after birth. That can happen five to 10 years after birth. There's a very high incidence of pelvic floor problems coming up when uh, women are five to 10 years postpartum. It is a very high incidence. So the more you know about your body now, the better you can set yourself up for success. I always recommend if someone's pregnant to see a pelvic floor physio before they give birth. That way there's a baseline of what things look and feel like. Um, and then afterwards as well and ongoing if there's problems. Um, there's really no better investment you can make in your health than having a great pelvic floor physio from a pregnancy and postpartum perspective. Um, find someone you trust. Uh, find a coach or a gym full of coaches. Again, Empower Fitcher Bark that you know you can trust with your best interests at heart and uh, that don't try to shame you for choices you make based on your body and what it needs. Uh, that wraps up this short solo episode from me. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, drop us a DM at Lattes and Lifting Podcast uh, on Instagram. You can also send us an email, lattesandliftingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're not already following me on Instagram, it is at JLAC Fitness. Uh, I would also recommend following at Empower Fitsure Park uh, and following along with stuff that we have on the go there. Um, that's it for me today. Um, I will talk to you all later.